only at Price Chopper and Market 32. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Yeah. Uh, sorry about this. Uh, this afternoon, I can explain. <clears throat> By the way, did we even have a hotline show today? I don't think we did. And if we did not, it was my fault. Because um, I, uh, I had a doctor's appointment. And it was something that was scheduled uh, a long time ago. And I forgot about it. Until about... Five minutes before I was arriving there. Jeez. Anyway, uh, I'm boring you to tears already. Don't, don't you hate it when people talk about their, their health issues? Nah, nah, it's not a health issue. It's just <clears throat> going to the doctors. You know, it's funny. You know you're getting older when you realize I looked at my calendar and I, had a, I have a doctor's appointment today. I had one today. And I looked at my calendar and sure enough, t- Sharon has one tomorrow. I was like, oh, boy. We're turning into our parents just like the progressive commercials. You know, the guy that looks like Boomer Esiason with the mustache? Uh, no, we don't need anyone to uh, monitor the line, sir. Please stop doing that. No, it's sometimes nine out of ten times it's best to text, you know. Anyway, uh, so I, I uh, you know, I had that issue over the summer. It's not like there's not, not enough, uh, you know, on-air people that have been, you know, having ish- physical issues in recent months. Uh, but I was definitely having them sometime in August, and it was a stupid, stupid thing. Dumb. All it was was a simple acid reflux issue, and I thought I had tuberculosis. I've gone over this, that, and the other thing. Spending money, too. Thank God for insurance. But today I did do a follow-up because the pulmonary person was a hell of a lot smarter than I am, uh, you, know, for, you know, with Asian persuasion. They're just brilliant people. I'm sorry. Say what you want, but they're just brilliant, very smart. They know so much. God bless them. And she says, well, it's, it's your acid reflux, but just, this is months, a weeks ago, just to be sure, let's see, let's do, do with the, EK, what is it called? The EKG? Is that what, am I, am I getting there right? So I got that done today. And sure enough, uh, a young man, you know, and again, from, from another land, smart people, very cordial, kept on saying, you're a busy man. I know you want to get out. I said, no, I'm at your time. I know they said, he said he was understaffed that th- today, blah, blah, blah. But they're so smart. Medical people are so smart. God bless them. Like if, if people were crossing any border at any given time, and if they can say, yeah, I can be a doctor tomorrow, they'll bring them up. We need you guys. They're shorthanded up there. <clears throat> so that was today. And then, and then I got, and so I then, she also scheduled the same day, a pulmonary test. I don't know if you've ever had this before, where you blow into like this, you, you get into this, uh, this pod, 
you feel like Jeff Goldblum in The Fly, and you get into the pod, and it seals shut, you know, with the door. You know, so you're, you're in, a, in this container. But there is an escape route. I felt like Jodie Foster, like I could press this button and open it up at any time. But I didn't do that. It wasn't like Billy Bats or something trying to kick his way out of it. So uh, I, I have to blow into this thing again and again and again. And uh, that was tough. It wasn't easy. I thought I was going to pass out at one point. But I'll get the test results tomorrow. This is just preliminary. I tell you, I, tell, I told Jim, I said, yeah, I'm getting my EKG today. And I told somebody else. And someone said they're praying for me. It's like praying for me. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Have, I'm not a heart attack victim. I don't need you know to, for someone to put live you know vaults into my chest or anything. I just admire the technology and all the things. And I was looking at my the, uh, the beating of my heart. You know, I've never seen that before. It was like an ultrasound for your heart. And then the blowing thing was was a lesson. It really is. And I think it all comes down to one thing, and the, and, and the, the guy who gave me the EKG, if I'm getting that right, he said, based on what you're saying, because I talked to him throughout the whole process, I said, I have this sleep apnea. And uh, he says, that's, that's not good. Sleep apnea is not good. You need oxygen. And it explains why you have these symptoms. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I, keep on hearing, I, I keep on hearing radio ads for, from our own radio station uh, talking about how uh, the, 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 the dentist up there in Clayton, who's apparently a genius at a lot of things. I've heard that from other dentists. Uh, they, they, they create things that you can put in the back. Whatever. Whatever it is, it can, adapt, it can, uh, it can, it can make your breathing at night when, while you're asleep better and the, the, the air passage clear, cleaner or, air, you know, whatever, wider. So I got to do that uh, because I'm at the age, you know, again, I feel great. I, I walking up and down the stairs and so forth. No problems there. I don't need a hip. I don't need a knee. I don't need a wrist or an elbow. But boy, it, not getting enough sleep really can screw you up. It really can. And I have to blame it on that. So uh, I'll find out tomorrow. So anything, I, I know I missed the show. No one was on today. Uh, and I apologize for that. But I, I, I kept saying, what, yesterday in recent weeks, I was like, well, we got this down. I'm going to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And Mayor Jeff Smith's going to do Thursday and Friday. And of course, we already, I already screwed that up today, and I apologize, because a day without the hotline is not a complete day, and uh, I, I, I will make that up for, uh, from this point going forward. Uh, so anyway, give me a shout. Let's start uh, opening up the phone lines today early. If you'd like, anyone, 315-755-1240. Uh, just as a footnote, of course, uh, Mayor Jeff Smith will be in tomorrow for the hotline, and then I'll be doing... Uh, uh, the hotline on uh, Friday to, because Jeff took my place yesterday. So that's exciting programming news here from the News and Talk Authority. Uh, news junkie spell with a big fat Z. Okay, so the big story today is the, uh, uh, the, the United States soccer team did, in fact, win that game against Iran. And I was talking to a, a businessman today. Apparently someone's, uh, someone was talking to an Iranian representative today or interviewing him as part of this, you know, and uh, the person stopped the American reporter says, well, first of all, you're not saying Iran correctly. It's Iran, like, a, like, uh, uh, like, like, like the actress from Happy Days, like Erin Morin. <laughs> uh, so I, I, and maybe all these years I haven't been saying Iran because I, I always take the, the flock of seagulls uh, version of Iran. You know, Iran. So Iran, Iran so far. Sorry. <clears throat> so is it Iran or Iran? Anybody? Can anyone? I don't even know if I'm saying it uh, correct. But apparently that was what was said today. The good news, it doesn't really matter 
because what a uh, what a town. The United States stay in the uh, the World Cup tournament. They 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 live in for another game by beating Iran, our nemesis today. Uh, what would be better than Iran? Of course, if you beat Russia, is Russia even in this, or did they lose their entire team down in Ukraine? Who else? China. Are they formidable? I mean, I know Brazil's good. I, th- I heard they lost already. I, I don't know. I, I call myself a, a, a sports fan, but I really think you got to know all the sports, even the sports you don't like. And I'm sorry, but soccer is, is I just, it's dreadful for me. I, I just can't get into soccer. And although I was interested in knowing whether or not the United States won or not, I really don't know. Like, for instance, the guy who made the goal, uh, he did it in the first half. And for some reason or other, he was subbed in the second half. I don't know if he got hurt or if there was a reason for that or if he had a yellow card or maybe – I don't know. I just I have no clue. So if anyone can uh, g- g- give us uh, an update on that. Anyone around? Is the phones working? Usually by now I get something. Hi, you there? No, nobody there. So anyway, uh, they won. Apparently everyone's jumping up and down. Uh, so let's go to the news junkie when we have like little, you know, little issues like this. Someone just texted me, so let me share it with you. Sometimes that's important. Um, tomorrow is only Wednesday. What did I say? Laura said tomorrow is only Wednesday. Maybe I was talking out of line earlier. Can't remember. Dip 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 day. Boy, listen to me today. Must be uh, must be all that breathing. Hi, you're in the air. Hey Glenn, how you doing today? It's lefty. I thought I heard. I thought I sw- did. You try to call in yesterday. I was waiting for you of all people to call me yesterday with my continued criticism of Yellowstone, and you didn't call. So anyway, you didn't. Are you calling no, about that I, now? I listen. I listened to the show, but I was cooking a little dinner. Didn't really have time to, or I would have called in for sure. Right, right. I right. tell you, I, that, that reminds me of a story. I had a friend who uh, was actually was like an, an in-law that was over for Christmas a few years ago. Right. And over the Christmas right. season, I, I, uh, there happened to just be like Sopranos playing. Mm-hmm. And so we're watching, it was like, I think I think the second season or third season, it was still when Big Pussy was around. So, you know, it was, it was like... Early on. Kind of like... One of the, yeah, it was early on, but it was still like one of the peak ones that I liked when all the characters were there. Mm-hmm. And after watching one episode, here's exactly what she said, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, the guy from Bruce Springsteen can't act. Hmm. And he was, is what she says, right to begin with. And the first couple seasons, he wasn't as good as, as things went on. Hmm. Okay. But that's when the first criticism. Second one is, being that she was Italian, she yeah. also said there was no one in his family in New Jersey, there's no real Italian that has ever called red sauce gravy. That's a horrible, horrible way to put the, uh, you know, criticism on. Okay. The dialogue of, right. of, of Italians. And then said the most unrealistic character that's ever been on TV is the guy with the wingtips. So, of course, that was Pauly. Pauly, yeah. Later on, later on, years later, right. she started watching this from the first episode on. Mm-hmm. Now thinks it's the greatest show ever. Yeah, okay, good. The criticism that day right. was, was unable to change it. The same as you that's watched one episode. No, no. It, yeah, it's you untrue. can't really do it it's like untrue. that. And everything she said was was correct on there. I mean, when you just see Paulie to begin with, right. he looks so outrageous. Right. It, it takes some getting used to. You can't believe that that's a realistic character. Stevie Van Zandt was a little over the top. I agree that, with that. Uh, Steve, and and yeah. little, little Steven, you know, that, that's just one of those things, yeah. too, where it's like, 
he matured as he went on. He right. didn't say much to begin with. All right. But you, you got to watch it from the beginning and watch the whole character go. All right, so the moral of the story, yeah, that's you're what you're saying. But why do I hear myself repeated? I don't get that. Uh, the, the moral of the story is that you cannot be a critic of anything unless you see the entire volume of work. Meaning, I would have to go back and watch all four seasons of, of Yellowstone to appreciate what I'm missing. Is that correct? Not necessarily, but you have to watch them in order. You would have to watch, like, the first season to be able to make any type of judgment if you want to see the second one. And you can't just ever watch a pilot, because the pilot's never as good as the season is by the end of the first season. Mm, okay. And you know that. No, I don't know that. And I'll, and you, I'll tell you what. Well, it, it, I, I, it, sure you do. You, you know, there's, there's not too many not too many things where the pilot's very good. In any are you case. kidding me? You, of all people, did you see the first pilot episode of The Incredible Hulk with Bill Bixby? Are you kidding me? A two-hour epic TV film that I will never, ever, ever forget? The pilot to the series? Come on now. You should know this stuff. Where you been? I, cer- I, I, certain- I certainly did. And then right after that, just to show you how my memory works, I watched The Dukes of Hazard, And right. then after that, I watched Dallas, because that was the order they were on back on a Friday night back in the 70s. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Yeah, because we're the same age. Oh, I know that. And the same, and same as on Tuesday night. I'd watch Happy Days with yep. Vernon Shirley, right. and then at the time, the risque mm-hmm. three is company. That yeah, was the right. Lineup. Well, I'm glad. I so thought. I've got all that. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Three's Company was on uh, Monday nights on ABC at eight o'clock. No, it was on Tuesday nights. Following uh, Laverne and Shirley, the Tuesday night lineup was Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, debate that. I debate that. Because I'll tell you why. Because I'll never forget. I mentioned this on the air before. That one of the intros uh, had uh, Chrissy, you know, Suzanne Summers, uh, s- sunbathing in, w- in what was obviously inside some television studio. It was clearly not outside. And the other one, uh, uh, Joyce DeWitt, is is pouring, throwing water outside the window of her be- of her kitchen, and she spills it all over uh, uh, Suzanne Summers while she's lying on her stomach, and sh- and she's wearing this one piece. And I know, I'm sorry, I-, I know I'm talking crazy, but at the time, a 14, 15 year old Glenn Curry couldn't wait for eight o'clock on Monday night to see that opening credit. So there you go. That's why I remember that. Maybe it was nine yeah, o'clock on you know, a Tuesday, but when, I don't when you, so. when you look back, sometimes you have to take things as you saw them and as you remember them. I, I watch a little Three's Company now. And it's, it's not terrible. as good as I remember. No, it's awful. It's, you it's, know, by any means. The slapstick and, and stuff that, that is entry, awful. That was like, when you're talking about, that was the, the beginning of the show. They used to show that as the show went on. Right. And actually what Joyce DeWitt was doing is she was watering plants. Right, watering plants. distracted right. and went on it. Right, so thank, you. thank you. Thank yeah. you. Those are the now things we yeah, I know when the other day we were talking about Someone said they saw your favorite movie, and it took them three movies to get to uh, Goodfellas. Right. So first of all, you you're, you're went through, oh, is, is it this, is it this, is right. it this. We, we've done this before, but when you're saying, like, your top three movies, right. I'll tell you, before I before I say, like, my all-time favorite now is Goodfellas. There's no two, t- Interesting. two ways. Nothing is, even lo- is, nothing is even close to it. Wow. Okay. You, 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 take, you take something, you know, to, to kind of push through... Uh, you know the time, right? And you, you have you have different different caliber of television shows, different caliber, right? Different cali- calibers of movies. Right. And my my three originally favorite movies that I've seen, I think it's just because I saw them at the movies and they had things that really interest me. First one, not necessarily this order, but the three were the Bad News Bears. Yeah. Because the kids were my age, right. I just thought it was incredible. And I mean, the original one was Walter Matthau. That was no, I know, I know, incredible, right. incredible, incredible one. Right. Another one that's a sleeper. Mm-hmm. Was if you remember 
before Cannonball Run, there was something that was called Gumball Rally. Yeah, Gumball Rally. I remember that. Yeah. And it was it was one of those. It had you know it had Porsches and Lamborghinis and right. Corvettes and everything before then. To me, that was just a huge one. And right. then the sci-fi. Hmm. Before Star Trek went to a movie, hmm. and before Star Wars, there was Logan's Run. Yeah, Logan's Run. Yeah, that Bruce was Stern. Like, that was like, to me, this is something, seeing those at the movie theater right. Right. was just so epic and mm-hmm. incredible right. that I just, you know... I've always put. They've left that. They, yeah. So, so what you're saying is, you know, so in other words, when you were young and you saw these movies, it left an impact on you. Therefore, if you see them years later, it doesn't matter if they're good or bad. You remember them for what they were when you first saw them. Is that was that what you're saying? And and how much they they, yes. they lifted you up? Yes, exactly. Whenever I saw a James exactly. Bond movie, I would walk out of a James Bond movie. Uh, at, like I felt like it was James Bond. The one movie that I felt like a million dollars, I'll never forget it. I went down to Richmond Hill, Liberty Avenue, the Liberty Theater with my mom and dad, and I went and I saw Rocky, and I'll never, I just, the feeling we had, we had pizza at this place underneath the AL there, not that it matters, but I could tell you exactly where it was, and I just, I felt like I was on cloud nine. I had just seen Rocky for the first time. And, and one of the reasons why it's on my top ten movie list, because, one, it's still to this day a fantastic movie. But to your credit, Lefty, extrovert, uh, also the guy with another name that owns a body shop, I would say, yes, I agree with you. You've got to put a lot of merit on things that made you feel the way they did when you first saw it. Bad News Bears, perfect example. Excellent movie, by the yep, way. It was just, just, yep, it was a great movie and great for the time. And I've, I've been informed by someone that texted me and said that, they believe you didn't have cable back then, being that you were living in the city. So I didn't, didn't have cable. Have it. I didn't have cable. No, so we you, didn't. We didn't have you cable. You may have watched things a little different than what we watched here. We had cable here. Who's I, texting that, by the way? I heard the rumor that there was someone who was higher up in the cable that lived in this area and wanted it fast, and that's why this area got cable really fast. You but got it in the 50s, one I, of the I oldest moved, ever. Yeah I, moved, yeah, I moved here like in the, uh, you know, mid-70s, <clears throat> right. and After Boston. I'd lived in Oklahoma City before that. Oklahoma <clears throat> City, certainly not New York City, but nobody had cable there because there was eight or ten good stations just over the air. Exactly. You know, that's kind yeah. of the way things were, and UHF right. was just getting involved there, and it was a big thing. So, mm-hmm. But cable's always been big here, but I, I do know what, what night the lineups were because I watched a lot of them. <clears throat> and on Monday night, that's what I was getting back to, it right. reminded me of this whole thing. Full circle. Logan's Run, the Logan's Run was on. <clears throat> But another thing, another series that you didn't watch that went way past didn't jump the shark was the first, the first five or six seasons of The Walking Dead yeah. is incredible. No, I won't watch it. And Sorry. it will, and it will go down to the most money-making series of all. I'm time sure it will. Without, without a doubt. Yeah, and just it's like just the Spider-Man movies, which I refuse to watch, make, they make a boatload of money. That doesn't make them good. It really doesn't. Well, I, I could tell, I could tell you like what what I like about it is something I grew up on that you would like too. It isn't really about zombies. They kind of conquer that whole problem pretty quick. I mean, it's still a problem because everybody's turned to zombies, right. but being able to fight the zombies, get away from the zombies, they, they tiptoe around. They don't move very fast. They find out pretty quick. You just got to, you know, hit them in the no, head. You have right. to stop the brain. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I see one and I, I stop watching. Same, it's the same way of a pack of people traveling around slowly on foot, right. seeing what the United States looks like after this Holocaust, the same way that the Planet of the Apes television show did, and the right. same way that Logan's Run, the television show did. Right. And then there was another thing was called, like, Fantastic Voyage that had Roddy McDowell in it, that they went around and, and did the same thing. There was th- that type of thing hmm. really always, like, played good on Roddy McDowell. Was, Roddy, Roddy McDowell was not in Fantastic. Oh, Fantastic Voyage, the movie? 
No, there was a TV show. Uh, no. Uh, no, I don't. I don't remember. Anyway, we've been talking. Well, I, I might have been off on it. Right. But either way, not having cable, you might have missed some stuff. No, I didn't miss any of that. But no. With, no. With, with some when some apps that I have now, I still watch WPIX on a regular basis. I, I wish I get you, uh, PIX because they had the Honeymooners uh, uh, Marathon on New Year's Day. I don't get that anymore. Or for yeah. that matter, yep. uh, uh, you know, uh, Twilight Zone and stuff like that. I, I know they do that on MeTV every now and then, but there's nothing like the original. But that said, even Channel 11 in New York has gotten woke over the last couple of years. Uh, apparently, they took the Honeymooners off. Uh, for a bit because of complaints about Ralph, you know, saying bang, zoom to the moon, well, right in the you, kisser. You, you, said, you said that, but it never stopped. It never uh, stopped, but it, it, it cut the, it, they cut it back, though. It used to be on twice a night yeah. at one point, years ago. That and the odd couple at 11 yeah. to, yeah. yeah. It did. Well, yeah, it was there. I tell you, our, our lineup here used to be channel, like, three was NBC out of Syracuse. Right. And then four has always been channel seven here. And the five used to be... This WTVH5, Utica, Utica, I yeah. it was out of, Utica. I don't know where it was, might have been New York City. No, no, it used to have, was, when I first came up here, I know when Channel, I came up here for Channel 50 back in 88, and they said they had replaced the ABC affiliate out of Utica uh, when, when okay, Channel 50 Okay, maybe WTVH5 was out of, of, of Utica. Maybe that's no, where, where it was. No, TVH was Syracuse. You're getting the wrong station. Anyway, and I think it was Channel 22, yep, if I'm not mistaken. Was, yep, 6 was PIX, and there used to be nothing on Channel 7, hmm. and Channel 8 used to be... Um, the same as it is now. That was, uh, uh, and you know why? I, from what I understand, it was it, there was nothing on Channel Seven, and I and someone explained that to me because it it would it doesn't make any sense because it was cable versus off air, but nothing was on Channel Seven because Channel Seven was Channel Seven, and that the cable signal would somehow or other interfere with Channel Sevens. Does that make any sense? I, you know, Channel Seven to I, this day is still on Channel Four for a reason. They never put it on Seven. Well, I tell you what you used to be able to do on that channel seven is if you had the old knobs that you turned around in circles, yeah, you know, right. You you could put you could put it halfway between between channel seven and eight, yeah. And then if you put aluminum foil around your, this sounds like a joke, but you put aluminum foil around your cable, you could bring in HBO and it would be at a bit of an angle, but yeah. you, it was watchable sometimes. Wow, yeah, it was watchable enough to see like nudity. Yeah, right, right. Like right. Turn it on and off, back and forth. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah. as we as we went up the dial there, Channel Nine was W O U R, uh, you know, Superstation Nine. Yeah, yeah Channel O W O R, not O U R. It was a W O R Channel Nine. W O R, correct? Which yeah. was, uh, and they used to have Stern on it. Right, right. Saturday nights. And, and early on, Channel Ten was ESPN. Mm-hmm. Channel Eleven was out of was uh, Canada. Canada. Right. And then it only went up to Channel Twelve and Thirteen. Thirteen was Canada, and Twelve was actually. WN, no, it was, yeah, that, that was a WTVH5, the hmm. one and only TV5. That was a channel like PIX that was out of New York or that area. Wow, okay. The right other one was a Utica station that was on Might WTR have been channel, or something like that. that Media, Channel 5. Ones, yeah. Well, this is great memory well, I, uh, memory lane here, uh, going over the old channels. I, 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 again, I, 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 I've been here long enough, I should know all this stuff, but I do remember when I came up here, PIX was on the cable. Uh, and Channel 9 was on the cable. That's how we would watch Howard Stern on Saturday nights. And I, I miss those days. I really do. I really do. But anyway, thanks. Yep. Uh, hey, you can, hey, and like, you could still be watching those channels if you chose to. Yeah, I know. I'll I know. look you up there, my friend. There you know you, you can do it. Right. Just like OJ hey, I'm going to let you go. You have uh, a great day. Bye-bye now, don't you? Uh, that's uh, Lefty. I don't know if that bored the tears. That I, I love stuff like that, covering the bases, old stations, why someone should watch an entire series to appreciate it. 
I think I've given enough credit or enough time, at least, towards uh, Yellowstone. I'm not going to go there again. But right now, i got to do a break. We'll do that right now. We'll be back after this. This is season for savings at Fusillo Hyundai. 5807. And get a free gold IRA guide. Call 855-858-5807. Welcome back. Yeah, so I'm looking at News Junkie right now. Apparently, we're going to get 50-mile-an-hour winds. Uh, so they're they're suggesting deflate your lawn snowmen. What is it with uh, inflatable lawn ornaments? <clears throat> There's something you know when you first see them, like oh that's the greatest idea ever. It's like getting a you know a weird looking color on your car. Like, hey, don't you like that color? Oh, it's great. I love it. And like three weeks later, you despise it. <clears throat> oh, I mean I, I get it. I mean if you notice. People, most of the of the inflatable, uh, you know, s- snow items that you see this time of year, they're just replacing the inflatables from Halloween. There's, there's a certain household that this is, is is fascinated with inflatables, and and it starts in around September. You know, some creepy goblin or something that's hovering around, and right around this time of year, <clears throat> they replace them with a with a snowman. Anyway, deflate your lawn ornaments. Uh, 50 mile an hour winds could be here up uh, in uh, tomorrow. Ha- a high of uh, Wednesday is going to be a high of 52 degrees. The snow is almost gone. It's incredible. Just imagine that. What was it? Just a little over a week ago, 57 inches. And Jeep. By, by the time you know, by the time I get the Phoenix, sorry. So uh, whatever. We kind of expected that. I don't. You know, does that does that 57? Does that go for the entire snow season for 2000? 22, 2000, is that how they do it? Or do they do it by the calendar year? Are we still adding on to last year's winter? Because last year we barely had 57 inches for the entire year. And now we had 57 inches in, in about uh, 30 hours. It's amazing how that storm came and gone. I want to thank also our friends at News Junkie for providing the link to the show and uh, all those other things. Uh, Bar- uh, Will Barkley reelected as Assembly Minority Leader. That's a good sign. He's a good guy. Remember, Barkley ran against uh, Arbatine, uh for state senator, and I thought over time that he would run again because you know he's an intelligent man. He's a good guy. He's a Republican. But I, I guess it just makes sense for him to remain as in the Assembly all these years. Plus, he's the minority leader. So he has a much stronger voice, perhaps as a minority leader in the, in the assembly as opposed to the Senate. I don't know. Uh, we, you know, the, the one candidate that, you know, kind of fell through the cracks and God bless him. We all love him. You know who, he, who I'm talking about. Mark Wolczyk, who uh, is going to be, as of, well, I'm assuming January 1st, our new state senator. We sh- I should reach out to Mark. We have, you know, he missed out on a lot of things. But, you know, poor Scott, Scott Gray. You know, he, 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 he had a very successful campaign. He won the campaign. He's going to be our assembly person. And, and quite frankly, well-deserved. He's been, you know, in politics a long, long time. But, you know, that was, that was kind of, you know, that was a race that went back and forth and you know, got a little crazy. Oh, I just got a text from, uh, guess, get, well, well, jeepers, I just got a text from our state senator himself. You can call any time. Well, Mark, I will do that. Let's set up a time, Mark. And uh, you can come in and, uh, and talk about things. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And also, we'd like to ask Mark what his thoughts are about, uh, you know, Congress, Congressman uh, uh, Lee Zeldin being so instrumental 
in, 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 and people you know, give them all the credit in the world to the, this big red wave that we had in the state of, uh, of New York. I, I had my own theory, of course. You know, the people <laughs> that work in New York City, most of whom are you know, up, upscale white people living in Westchester and Long Island, they said, uh, I'm sick and tired of being scared, you know what, every day going in and out of the work, uh, you know, on the North Way or Long Island Expressway or Long Island Railroad. Uh, these people, you know, they're the ones that are traveling in excess of two hours to get back and forth every day. So that's my theory. But overall, we, we lost. We, we won in the pocket politics as far as the districts are concerned. And I think, you know, looking at New York and the, and, and the demographics and whatnot, it's, it's obvious that no matter where you are, up in the suburbs, Westchester, doesn't, Putnam County, doesn't matter, uh, white or black, you're going to lean left. But I think the crime thing really persuaded those, those, uh, those districts to go red. But interestingly enough, the entire state remained blue with Kathy Hochul, which just goes to show that urban New York state dominates overall. That's for Schumer. That's for Gillibrand. <clears throat> and, of course, it, it, it's uh, for any given presidential race. But now, when you're taking typically blue districts, like in Westchester and Long Island, and I'm not talking about Suffolk County, I'm talking about Nassau, no different than the boroughs, by the way, to squeeze in, what, what three, maybe even four new uh, Republicans in their d- respective districts? That's very, very impressive. So I'd like to ask Mark about that. I think that's very, very important. I think we lose sight as conservatives, you and I, minus two people, and listening in this audience at least, we should be very, very happy with what happened. And what was it? Uh, we have 218 official uh, Republicans. Uh, does that give us the major majority? I forgot the breakdown already. By the way, Kerry Lake is still crying foul. And I also heard that uh, Warnick still has a very comfortable lead over Herschel Walker. Here's the problem with all this. We got so sick and tired like we do at any election cycle. Whether or not Warnock should not be elected or if they still need Donald Trump money down there in Georgia, it doesn't matter. They already have the Senate. So the interest there has waned. No one cares. Warnock's going to win that by a huge margin. The other one who I kind of feel sorry for, and the other day, Carrie Lake, uh, she she posted something on her Facebook. Uh, Some woman that's part of the whole polling process, you know, a prominent citizen in Arizona was explaining uh, verbatim the reasons why there was so many things that were wrong during the election cycle, particularly on election day at the polling places. And everything she said sounded like, oh, my God, we should look into this. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, jeepers, creepers, Kerry Lake was screwed over. And yet no one talks about it. It's crickets. We moved on. Whether or not Kerry Lake has a story or it's legit or not, no one cares. I think we're just so sick and tired of it. It's a shame because I think Kerry Lake, to, to me, definitely got the roar end of that stick running against the woman that was in charge of the whole voting process who refused to debate her. It's very, very strange there. 755-1240 is the number. Don't forget the 315-755-1240. So, you know, again, what's going on these days around Watertown? If you've noticed, we haven't talked at all about uh, the new warming center, what was officially, uh, I I guess, our first warming center. I did, in fact, on the way back here, I was was in downtown, and I went through City Center Drive, and I did notice one guy kind of walking inside that pavilion, the Butler Pavilion. Now, whether or not he's living there or intends on living there or whichever, but uh, it, the, the tarps are all down. So, okay, so we haven't addressed that issue. No news is good news. So that's good. So PJ, and once again, Scott Gray stepped up to the plate and got things done there. I really appreciate that. 
and now it's back up to 55 degrees, so no one really cares anymore. I'm actually very, I, and I was telling this too. I I I met. Uh, I went down for the re-grand opening of the of the Paddock Arcade, and to much fanfare, by the way, it was great. Jake Johnson, of course, with uh, Bobby Ferris, uh, put in a, decent, a tremendous amount of money uh, for the facade. We've, we've seen the signs. We talked about it. It looks great. But there's a lot of work that they did inside. Uh, so when I was there, someone's calling me on my phone. While I was there, I was talking to Lisa Ruggiero uh, uh, about things. And, and it's, I was telling her, I said, I'm, I'm just happy that this storm came about when it did, right prior to Christmas, because if the weather continued being like it is today, they'd still be there. They'd still be in JBY's Plaza right now. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise to some degree. It was going to happen, whether or not it was this week or next week or January 1st when it gets really cold. But now, hey, there's a warming center. What that leads to, I have no idea. Um, it's, but it's just good that it happened. By the way, just, just as a footnote, Jake Johnson, what he's doing, along with business partners like Bobby Ferris, Big Apple Bobby, not to mention he's a county legislator, is just tremendous. It really is. And that's just one building. And, uh, the, the, and then we went over to the y, what was the YWCA. What a beautiful building that is. And I believe that's owned by Reggie and his downtown people, whichever. I can't remember. But what, and again, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. Downtown Public Square, and I know I have some insight on this because they did the history video of Watertown years ago. Downtown Public Square, at this point, the way it looks like right now, and there's work to be done, and there's office space to be, you know, taken. And, 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 and some, some storefronts, too, not many, though, has never looked this good since at least I've been here. And I'll go out on a limb and say that it probably hasn't looked this good since the 50s. That's right. Glenn Curry just said it. Public Square has not looked this good probably since the early 50s. I think the decline of any city, not just Watertown, started happening maybe 5, 10, 15 years after World War II. When the mass exodus of people, you know, buying a car for $2,000 and building a house somewhere out in the country or in the suburbs or whatnot was the beginning of the end of urban America. And that wasn't just Watertown, New York. It was everywhere. It was Poughkeepsie. It was Syracuse. It was Oklahoma City. It was everywhere. And so we've been struggling ever since. The 70s came along. You had strip joints. The place looked like Pottersville. It really did. Watertown looked like Pottersville. I have a a brother-in-law of mine who was in the... uh, uh, reserves back in the 70s. And I, and I can't stand talking to him because he still lives in that period. Whenever I refer to Watertown, oh, Watertown, what a dump. That's great. Thanks, Ron. Typical Brooklyn, you know, uh, Italian guy. I love him. Don't worry. He, he married my sister and whatnot. But he's obnoxious, a typical New Yorker. But he was here during that time period where essentially there was go-go dancers, uh, strip cheese joints all over the place. It, it, and I wasn't here during the time, but it was like any other city. It was crap. New York City was awful place to be in in Manhattan during the 70s. So you got to count the 70s out. I got here in the 80s. I could see, obviously, uh, downtown was already on the decline. The mall had just opened in 87. Everyone was bitching about that. M-Souls isn't what it used to be. All that stuff. I was here for that. So I knew that the 80s wasn't a picnic for downtown Watertown. Then, of course, the 90s came along. I've been here since that. Ups and downs. Not much better than the 80s. Probably a little bit better. Early 2000s, it started to recover. The old iron block building was torn down. Uh, they started cleaning things up, but we still had the, the above-ground wires, things that Chris Marcello would talk about and whatnot about making downtown look better. 
And then right around, what, 2008, 2009, they started putting some real money into downtown. That's when they dug it up, got rid of the wires, got rid of the above line, you know, all the crappy lights and so forth. Some of which you still see on Court Street. You can see how bad they look now. Just imagine how bad they looked then. So, but then, then we see this infusion of monies coming from of developers. And there's a lot of them. And, uh, and it, it's one to the other. You had Kuhn and Associates. Uh, I'm forgetting the other guy's name. He's got an Irish name, blah, blah, blah. He's a professor at JCC. His name escapes me. Then you had Reggie along with uh, uh, Beasley, Gary Beasley, for Neighbors of Watertown. And slowly but surely. And then, then you have the newcomer, the young guy, young businessman, whippersnapper. That, of course, Jake Johnson. You know, he says, I, I've had enough with Lawn and Garden. He sells that, and he gets into uh, development. And look what he's done just in the last couple of years. Now, I'm not blowing air up anyone's you-know-what just for the sake of it. I'm not. You look, at, look at what Public Square looks like right now and compare it to where it was back 30, 40 years ago. It is a tremendous, tremendous change. And I, for one, I have people that come up here every now and then. They can see the difference, too. It's best to get the opinion of someone who doesn't see it each and every day. They can make that comparison based on what it looked like a while ago. So downtown, you know, and looking at the arcade, knowing that not too long ago it was in dire straits, needed development. Kuhn took it over, did a great job, and now uh, Bobby and Jake have it, and uh, it's in very, very good hands. Not to mention the entire second floor, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this, is already occupied. So I don't know if it's ever been that way since, you know, since the days when the penny saver used to be up there with Carl Hollick back, when, uh, back, back in the day. So it's, it's, it's happening. It really is. So let's do this. Uh, since someone, uh, people are not enthralled with what I'm talking about, perhaps you are. But no one's calling. A perfect time to uh, showcase our advertisers. Let's do this. We'll be back. Happy holidays from Herringer's Contracting, the people who call you back. Herringer's Contracting wishes you and your family a joyous holiday season and a very happy new year. <laughs> and in the studio right now is, uh, yeah, there you go. I, I don't know. Who, who? Does, does, does um, Ken come in here and readjust everything? At the end Probably, of the okay. yeah. Because yeah. every time I always have to turn that back on. You're the only one that's been in here in the last week. I know. And, and, and I also notices that, uh, notice, notices that he puts the monitor in uh, off air. I guess that's for him to see, hear how it sounds. Right. But it sounds terrible. Well. That's what it sounds like. doesn't sound terrible. Uh, hear that buzz? No. You really can't hear that? No. All right. Maybe it's just me. Yeah. I don't hear a buzz. Anyway. No. Um, so, yeah. I was, it's uh, my cousin's name, Buzz. Buzz, Buzz, Buzz Aldrin? His name is Buzz? Buzz House. Buzz House? Buzzy House. What, 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 what's Buzz short for? Like uh, uh, Buzz, Buzz His Mitchell? real name's Neil. <laughs> Neil. And they Bobby call him Neil. Buzzy. He's a good guy. Yeah, I'm sure he is. He's a good guy. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, t- tonight, I, I'm looking at Facebook, and a friend of mine has reminded me that tonight is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It is on CBS. On, at 8 o'clock. Yeah. I know. I, I was, you know, I have a thing for Missy Peregrine. Who's Missy Peregrine? FBI. Oh, that's on tonight. <clears throat> well, she that... was in The Rookies on ABC before. Right. right. Yeah. She's, um, she's an attractive young woman. Um, so, yeah. that's Rudolph. But did you know... That the guy who played, uh, he was in a lot of stuff. He was the, uh, he was an African-American guy mm-hmm. in Die Hard. He was the guy that opened up the safe, you know. You're yeah, not he here died. For, he died at 66 years old. I he, know. He performed in uh, Driving Miss Daisy up here in Ogdensburg a couple years ago. I don't know. Everybody my age is dying. Uh, what, why is that? Uh, because we're old? <laughs> no, 66 not old. He was in good shape. He was, a, you know, he was physically yeah, fit he all was. his life. I don't know. 
He, nope. he was also in uh, uh, Texas Walker. Uh, you're right. And he was also in Matlock. He had a great career. No, he did. He had a really good and he career. he was with Tom Cruise in Top Gun. Yeah, in Top Gun. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, he was the one, hey, man, we could have done it. And then yeah. he pushes him. You know, I've watched Top Gun recently, and it's it's not that good. Well, it was good in 1986. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, he he was reckless. I mean, he's... Anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, he was a hot-headed young yeah. pilot. And did you notice all the... Some of those guys are. How many locker room scenes are in that movie? How many times do you see someone in their underwear or just a towel? And, and what was it with... Uh, what What's his name there? Uh, the guy who's sick now. He was in Heat. Um, oh, yeah, the guy who played the Admiral. The, no, no, not the Admiral. That's Tom Skerritt. He's, no, he, no, 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 the the Admiral in the second movie. Oh. Uh, oh. He, he has the... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he oh, he's in the second yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't see yeah. it. They say that's going to be best picture? Oh, the second one is great. you got to see it. Huh. It, and we, instead of Kelly McGillis, yeah. who didn't quite do so well as she... No, she didn't care. She aged. Yeah. No, no she didn't care. She's of, married to yeah. a woman, and they're very happy, right. and... But, uh, yeah, Jennifer Connelly played her yeah. role. Yeah, right. And I kind of feel the same way as I do about Missy Peregrine. Missy Peregrine. So the, yeah. the, the black guy who died, I, I should know his name. handsome woman. But that's a shame. 66, Ray Liotta yeah. died at 67. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people. There was some guy, some fitness guru. He was a trainer for the Hollywood stars. He died in his, at 31 or something, 34. See, and that's the thing. When you get to be my age, you're younger, but you're, you're, you're not a... 20-year-old, but when you get to a certain age and people are mean to you, yeah. they will regret it someday. Why? Because, because at a karma. certain age, you're going to drop dead, and they're going to so, say, why was I mean to him? There's this guy on Facebook that goes around and says, how old are you? And they say, I'm 68. And yeah. then the young kid, he's in his 20s, and he says, how is it to feel at 68? And the one guy says, well, it's like you just had a football game, tackle football the day before every day. You feel like you you you, ta- you played tackle football the day before, but you didn't. Is that true? At six, he was 68 years old. You're not 68 yet, but no, do you I'm 66. Feel, so do you feel at this point that you know you, you, you feel that bad? No, I feel fine. And and then there are other people who feel really good. You know, I know people in their 70s that can you know play basketball and whatnot. But I think I, I can see this because this is why I've been getting a lot of battery of tests. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to fall short because I just feel like I, I, I'm not turning into a hypochondriac. Maybe I am, but I, I want to get down to the root of why I'm not sleeping well. That's all. We're radio guys. We're all hypochondriacs. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, what's going it's on? The blind Glenn? guy. The blind guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> you were saying downtown's better than what it was 30, 40 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not true, Glenn. Why Come so? On, brother. Come on, you couldn't no see way, it then man. anyway. I, I was kidding. Those old days when Kentucky Fried Chicken was down there, J.C. Penny Sears, Montgomery Ward, uh, Barbara Moss, Tom McKeon. Uh, I mean, that whole uh, Woolworths thing, no way, man. I used to go grocery shopping down there, and uh, they give out cheese and uh, pepperoni. And so what, what, your what? Order, bring it and wrap it for you. What year are you talking? With old bags. I know. What, what year are you talking, though? I mean, I, I'm not saying entirely, but what year are you talking? Uh, 75, 74. Okay. So when do you think it started to shift the other way? Well, number one, you got to have some businesses that's got to stay open. Come on now. There's there's a couple places down there that, that close right up. You can't even go there that, in the I've evening. heard that, too. You know, so, and, and, and then you yeah, have I don't a, get that. You know, the police patrolling it pretty steadily. and You don't even feel like walking around the square. You might get freaking mugged and 
I mean, if yeah, you're not into the beer joint, I don't, I don't what, what, what is there? Jim you know, doesn't uh, even get mugged in Manhattan. Really. I don't get mugged in Manhattan, but you know what? You're right about you know restaurants that are open three days. We were just talking about a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Won't mention names. Three days a week. What? On public How square? Do you, yeah, I, I, mean, I didn't want to say. Come on but, now. Yeah. I, I mean, if you want to do, do that, right? A business. I mean, well, and, and you know, and you can um, kind of be creative. You know, back in the day, I I had a thought. You know, about forty years ago, they laughed at me, but uh, I thought if all the businesses downtown, um, you know, how they have the uh, like Burger King, how the the glass comes out in an arch. Right. You know, if every business built one of those over the sidewalk to the curb hmm. where people could just walk in with all snow all the way around the whole square. where the <laughs> Put a cardboard you know, box walk. over a public square. Yeah. I mean, it, it, All right, so real quick, cool. we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Be like downtown Las Vegas. It, right, right. Yeah. I just saw a clip from there with girls walking around in thongs. Could we get nice. a zip line in downtown, right. too? So, yeah. so well, hey, hey, that, that that'd be cool, Jim. Yeah, so I agree, man. So let me just let me just let me. I'll just do stop. it if you will. Let me do a timeline here. All right, if you're saying that things were good right up into the mid '70s, I'll go with that because you you're living proof. I can't base it on myself. That said, um, the Woodruff Hotel was torn down in March of 1976. Wow. Do you think that was the time that downtown started to die in your eyes? In your opinion? Sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, that went down, you know, and then, you know, J.C. Penney, Montgomery Wars, you know, they all started falling. Right. Yeah, know. my mom used to call oh, it Monkey Wars. You know, that, yeah, I remember that. I mean, yeah. there was oh, like Monkey was, Pox. That guy that uh, was in the arcade that made that uh, caramel popcorn and, right. and all that stuff. Right. And, I mean, he was the greatest guy. That's what they and, said. And uh, my buddy still got that popcorn machine. Does he really? Uh, he, you know, you know what? at the auction. But let's be uh, positive. You know, I've been here now I said going on 17 years, Yeah. and downtown has never looked That's better. That's what I said. Not but, to well, me. I, I will give you that. I mean, yeah. it was way down, and it's better than the 80s. You know, way down before. Right. It is coming back, but it needs to come yeah. back a little bit stronger. The, they need to think outside the box and have some... Uh, activity festivals down Wait, there. What are you talking about? They what got three of them down, t- down there in the summer. Yeah, they're trying. They're tr- they're one of my sales job. guys Joe, runs Joe the, uh, you know, DBA. Right. Uh, Joe Joe Westner. The man and with the they're, hat. They're really, they're, they're really <laughs> trying. I got. I mean, uh, blind guy. Got a ice skate rink down in Don't there, you know? Man. Come on, man. In the wintertime, we're sliding down that hill or something. Come on, do well, something. We right? should. Well, they're, they're hey, Jim, having an uh, ice skating rink at Park right? Circle. Jim, we all yeah. get along, right? That's Jim, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, Darn think it. about that when Trump comes back in. No, he's not coming back he's in. He's not coming back in. But thanks. And the head of the Oath Keepers right, just thanks. got That's found guilty. Guy. Oh, my God. Did you know that? Jeepers. The head of the Oath Keepers got uh, found guilty of seditious conspiracy oh, about which, an hour ago. So what about uh, Donald Trump showing, uh, Kanye West showing up with a white supremacist well, at Mar-a-Lago? I mean, that's... You know, and, is, the, is that and the former behavior? president said he didn't know who he was. And he no, was idea, no idea who's And you know what? He's, he's, he's watched by the Secret Service, and they vet everybody but he before know, he walks in the door. But he didn't know that Kanye was going to walk in. What's up with Kanye? Does he have a death wish? I mean, Kanye, He's, he's I picking know. on you and the entire industry well, and, he, and you he's not, and the entire industry he's not, and you. He, he doesn't seem to like uh, Jews very much. No. no, but he, I, no but and he's I don't stupid see it that about way. It. We have 10 seconds to talk about this most important How do we do topic. that with, with the legal It's, it's not going to happen. W-A-T-N Watertown. Now we can talk. Good. So it's 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 good. He's using his... There's freedom of speech, but he's a schmuck. Yeah, so what? 
We can't cut and, them down. And the white and now, supremacist. I mean, you should read about him. There was an article in the New York Times about him. Well, New York Times, that, yeah, I'm sure that's no, accurate it's as hell. The news, the news side, not the editorial side. So we'll talk more about Kanye. Uh, it was a light day today. Hopefully, people were listening to the show and, and not, you know, just you know, playing. Uh, you yeah, know, I don't think anybody. Would, I don't, it didn't sound like anybody was arguing today. No, like not, not today. Not good today, day, which is good. Good day. Right, but up next, of course, the CBS News AM twelve forty WBEN one thank, time makes us legal. Thanks next, for CBS, listening. See you tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Tom Foti in Washington, and in one of the biggest criminal cases arising out of the January 6th riot here, correspondent Nancy Cordes reports. A federal jury has found Oath Keepers found